When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody. Uh, pull this off. How's, how's it going, everybody? My name is Joey Galvez, and I am here, and we are going to be doing uh, the show solo because today is Benjamin Moore's anniversary, so happy anniversary, Ben. Uh, we're going to be talking to Alan, and we're going to bring him in here in a second. We're going to be talking about Grandma Chainsaw, Roseblood Manor, and all kinds of really cool stuff. Let's bring him on in. Alan, what's up, man? Hi, Joey, it is so great to finally meet you. Oh, thank you. I uh, this is yeah. the first time that I've spoken to you. Um, I was told that I was going to be interviewing Chris Caraba, but I don't think you're Chris, right? No, I, I, no I'm not. Um, I am the the wish version. <laughs> the, the wish version of of uh, yeah. dashboard confession. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, man. How's it going, dude? Uh, long time no see. We haven't seen each other in like two days. Yeah. Uh, but how's it going, man? <laughs> yeah, dude. Things are things are going great. And uh, yeah, I agree with Jay. Uh, what an open. But I didn't realize how loud it was going to be. Yeah, I know. I we we got a we we're testing some stuff out. I'm, I'm gonna have to talk to Ben a little bit and turn that volume down on that intro a little bit. But yeah, yeah, but yeah it's, it's it stings a little it, bit. But you know, it's a gorgeous opening though, yeah. uh, man. It's really cool. We're kicking it up a notch a little bit, man. Uh, we're doing last time since the last time you and I spoke to each other a little like solo like this. Uh, we're stepping it up just a little bit, man. Yeah, so, <laughs> that's how it goes, right? You do you you uh, you always want to continue to grow and doing doing a lot better, which is which is why we're here to talk about uh, growth and creating really cool, fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're bringing you into the show because you, uh, you have another Kickstarter for Grandma Chainsaw mm-hmm. uh, job. And this is the third installment of, of this is the pen ultimate uh, issue of Grandma Chainsaw. Yes. That's Tell a us big, a little bit about, about, about Grandma Chainsaw, man. That's a big word for Elmo, Joey. So, <laughs> yeah, um, this is issue three of four for Grandma Chainsaw, and it's kind of crazy to think yeah. that we're getting to the end of this series. 
yeah it's it's super cool this this thing like the first time that you <clears throat> excuse me that you uh had ever uh showed me the the book i was like this is this is absolutely nuts like because we got together dave introduced us and it was it was uh with pocus and then we did grandma chainsaw and when you told me the concept about this thing and you sent me the book and i was like dude this is nuts i thought i had an idea and i hear everybody talking about mm-hmm. this i thought i had an idea of where this was going i was like cool but sexy teenagers in the woods <laughs> they get killed right um and, and stuff like that and it's just gonna be like you know every other horror 80s horror movie mm-hmm. that's out there right and no you you the first issue you at the last couple of, uh, pages there you you gave us a twist you brought in some people. Uh, second issue, we got to know a little bit more about what they were doing and what's going on. A little bit more. We saw a little bit more uh, with with Grandma Ch- Hazel's uh, house, which is crazy all in itself. Uh, yeah. I, so, and then uh, and then this third issue, man, like the action just goes so quick. Um, when you got you and Will were setting out to talk about to do this this book, mm-hmm. um, did you guys have that? Sorry, my my kiddos. They they don't want to be in bed. No, it's um, okay. I get it, man. I, I'm I'm right behind them, so I totally understand. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. But um, but when you guys had this concept, did you guys was that was that something you guys had talked about from the beginning? Did you guys want it to be super fast and flowing that way? Yeah, because, dude, whenever you get to like, especially a story like this, everyone already has it figured out, right? Uh, at least they think they do anyway. So it was one of those, you know, we wanted to make sure that we told the story in as effective way as we possibly could, but we also wanted to have fun with it too. Um, and by doing that, we wanted the story to be as lightning fast as possible. Um, but, you know, again, Joey, we, we've talked about this ad nauseum, but early on, we didn't want it just to be, you know, our four main characters because mm-hmm. what could we it's a slasher for God's sakes. We needed to ramp up the body count. Right. So then, you know, we introduced the dead squad and it was just, it, it just felt like it all fit together so well. Granted, we could be wrong. Uh, people could hate this <laughs> and they just didn't tell us, but, but we've been having so much fun writing it. And um, if we're making ourselves laugh in the process, mm-hmm. then I, I think that we're, we're on the right track. Yeah, I th- yeah, man. Like this is this is such a fun uh, book, and uh, we talk about this thing all- <laughs> every day, man. But um, with each issue uh, and the stuff that you send me, I'm just like, dude, this is so fun. And and I know the ending, and I know how it's gonna happen. But but uh, but the thing, the like the process of getting there, is such a cool thing to kind of watch because what I had in my head from issue one when you told me about the ending and how you were gonna play these things out. Mm-hmm had this kind of idea of how it was going to happen and and you guys have blown me away because <laughs> you guys brought in new characters and then even more even more new characters and i'm just yep. like what else is going to happen and the craziness that this had that this like i don't think there's any other comic out there like this right now oh well and, thank you I, and i'm paying you to say that but thank you <laughs> <laughs> okay maybe a little bit yeah. but but no no i'm serious like there's there's I, i'm there is a few books out there that kind of in the direct market where i can kind of you know think of in my head um that this kind of would be in that realm and stuff right obviously mm-hmm. it's not like it's never happened but this is like you don't see a lot of books doing this kind of stuff anymore um is is kind of i guess what i'm trying to get at yeah. um 
So talk a little bit about your process. You guys, uh, how, how did, is that, is that, was that something that you, um, admired about books that you read? Cause I know you're an avid collector as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so with the process, it was honestly, I know this is going to sound absolutely ridiculous, but we really wanted to follow the keep it simple, stupid method, right? Mm-hmm. Just because, how this book is and and how it's told we again we're we're not trying to reinvent the wheel we know the story that we're telling it's been told a hundred times it's a slasher things are tropes for a reason all that stuff right but we just wanted to have fun and and i i i think that that's the most important part because i i think to me um whenever you're a creator i mean i think everyone's guilty of this you are your own worst critic and i i question myself a lot on on some of the decisions that we make as a group. And, um, but whenever I see someone go live or, or do like a video review of grandma chainsaw, the, the biggest takeaway from it is that they're always smiling. And that makes me so happy because it's such a ridiculous book, but it's, it's our ridiculous book and it's, (laughs) it's the reader's book as much as it is ours. Right. So it's just, yeah, man, there's just so many just fantastic things about, about this whole process. I know uh, the uh, last uh, few times that we spoke, uh, you've been sending me a couple of different things. You, yeah, I think you kind of went down a rabbit hole and like you I, were. I did, yeah. on like YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> I was. Well, I, I looked it up because I was just seeing uh, who, like, if we had any new reviews up. Because of course, you know, I, I like to try mm-hmm. to shout out people who yeah. take their time to review it, even if, even if it's a negative <laughs> review. Yeah. Like, I, I still want to say, hey, thank mm-hmm. you so much for even caring to to make it that far. Right. right. <laughs> but yeah, man. Yeah. Um, and then I saw a couple and like it really just made made my night watching that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was really cool because you sent me a couple of different people that mm-hmm. like we've we've I, I've never heard of these people. Right. And they're mm-hmm. talking about Grandma Chainsaw. And it's kind of cool because, you know, you know, I used to be that person <laughs> like like yeah. like five years ago. I used to be the the creator who was interviewing comic book, uh, comic book creators. I was a podcaster talking to them and, and doing all that stuff. And, and it was because I really loved the stuff that they were doing. And now being uh, kind of uh, watching you guys do it from, from the back end and seeing, seeing the, um, I, Oh, just kidding. Um, <laughs> watching, watching you guys work in the background yeah. and seeing how that, that process, cause I've never, I've never been a part of a team like that before. Yeah. Uh, is really kind of cool to kind of see, other people talk about this stuff kind of like i was like you know fanboying out about all that kind of stuff so yeah it's it's really cool to kind of see that happen yeah dude um and it's obviously you know it's it's been great having you um and you are you've always been so supportive of everything and um you know and it's great to always bounce ideas off of each other too Mm -hmm. because i i think the one thing too that like we always want to drive home is that grandma chainsaw isn't my book it's not will's book it's it's not brian's book you know you know jason and uh now carrie and dave you know it's all of our book that's the thing because everyone is putting so much time effort and energy into each page and i you know you just can't take that away from anybody yeah definitely and and you mentioned uh jason there a little bit let's go and touch on that a little bit because Jason, uh, we we unfortunately uh, lost Jason this year, last few weeks, mm-hmm. and um, he was part of the team for the last three. Because you guys have been doing this for three years now, right? 
Um, so yeah, two, well, coming on three years because, mm -hmm. uh, Will and I finished the script for Pocus one in October of, uh, breakneck uh, speed. <laughs> I do. Right. Uh, we finished in October, 2020 and, uh, Brian Belondo wasn't available yet to mm -hmm. do it, but he was the guy that we wanted. Okay. Um, so we, we waited for him. And then once his schedule finally freed up, then we got Brian and then now here we are. And then, of course, Jason was our callerist ever since. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and he did fantastic work. And and unfortunately, mm -hmm. we won't, we lost him um, when when you guys started production on issue three. Mm -hmm. And um, so you guys had to kind of make a make a make a quick change on the in the colors. And 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 those are one of those things that is really hard, right, to do sometimes. Yeah. To when when there's when there's something unfortunate happened where you can't move forward with the same exact team that you've been together on. And then you finally you get into this groove with you know working with everyone, and and you gotta you know abruptly change that a little mm -hmm. bit. How how are you, can you speak on to to how you guys adjusted from something like that to now? Because we also wanted to make sure that we are are still you know living up to uh, you know I don't want I don't know if we can say legacy, but but living up to what Jason did to issue one and two, and then and then uh, changing the colorist and moving yeah. on. To issue no three. man, uh, legacy was the right word to use. Um, and, you know, used another word that was, that was really good too. And that's adjust, right? Because what Jason did was absolutely irreplaceable. You know, um, you, you can't help, but when you work with the same team for, for coming up on three years to not get close with everybody, like all of us are friends, you know, I talk to Jason just about every day. Right. And it's, you know, Kevin Joseph worded it the best, uh, whenever we talked about it and it was, you know, of course we'll, you know, we'll miss the work, obviously, mm -hmm. because it was always so great to look at, but we'll, we'll miss the person, you know? And yeah. um, I, I think that it, it was kind of cool to see the community because we had uh, people reaching out to us, uh, not trying yeah. to be, and I, I said this yesterday on a podcast, but not trying to be like predatory or anything, but just genuinely wanting to help mm -hmm. because, you know, even in the indie scene, we, all become friends together too we all get close right and then when one of us struggles we're all trying to pick pick the other back up and yeah yeah, yeah. and carrie was one who also stepped up and you know offered her talents and you know carrie and i we've been in communication before with other projects because she does a lot of stuff with bad bugs so naturally our paths have crossed um and she you know even before this she did a cover for grandma three which is our thumbnail uh, cover that we have yeah so it was it felt like it was just the the right decision with, with her yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and i'll pull that up for the people who yeah. are watching now um <clears throat> yeah it's it's gorgeous and i and i think um and i think on a, on a show the other night when you were on there i was and i and i mentioned in the comments is that um she did and i don't know exactly how i worded it but but she did she picked up um picked up and and still did uh uh you know him justice right yes she's not she's not like you know doing her own thing or anything she's she's definitely doing uh you know her version of what his work would have been 100%. and i think and i think and i think number one that's hard for an artist to do to, you know what i mean to pick up on somebody else's yeah because style. you know and i guess this is kind of like uh behind the curtain a little bit here you know mm -hmm. of course whenever we were talking to her um you know we were telling her you know like hey obviously we, we don't want it to be jarring for the reader too. And we yeah. also want to pay respect to, to Jason. So we, you know, we told her to obviously mimic his style as much as you comfortably can. 
right? Because yeah. we, we don't want to force anything. And I, I think that she did a really good job. And, right. uh, you know, in the back of this book for the readers, uh, Jason did complete two pages of the book. He completed page one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will be putting those in the back of the book just so that right. way that they can, they, and, you know, they can even kind of yeah. see like all oh, that. That's cool that, you know, they were able to kind of pull that off too and everything. Yeah. So, but yeah, and this whole campaign is, is dedicated to Jason's memory and stuff. You know, of course I don't want to dwell on it too long. I don't want right. I don't want everyone to be sad this whole yeah, time right. we're, we're doing this thing, but, but you know what I mean? He was. Cause it's know, a celebration, was, right? Yeah, it's a it celebration really is, of his yeah. life and a celebration of the things that he's done for us mm-hmm. and, and you guys in the past three three years so it's 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 a celebration of what he's done and when and the creations that he's created because uh what an amazing talent he was a a ringo nominated creator uh you know what i mean he he spanned from from working with dc marvel all kinds of different things and indian and all this stuff so he he definitely was a pillar to this in the community that that is out there so but we we do want to take a look at, at the kickstarter here a little bit um <clears throat> tell us a little bit about this issue here tell us we, where we catch up and everything on all that good stuff here as i scroll through for you man it's <clears throat> issue three and it takes place right after the events of issue one we we always try to do that with our books uh we're and, and spoiler warning just in yeah case i mean okay yeah so <laughs> at, at this point i mean i i think it's kind of impossible <laughs> to, to right. not give out spoilers just be <laughs> just because right you get so right. far into a story right mm-hmm. um so uh issue two ends with uh four of our characters being trapped in hazel's bedroom um and it, it begins right where that left off with them and especially like mm-hmm. you know we we really wanted to drive home the human force because <laughs> the the twins hayden and gabby are two main characters uh they're coming to terms with the loss of their partners mm-hmm. uh from yeah. issue one because they haven't had time to grieve like you know since everything happened it's just been a whirlwind so we of course want to throw in that human element into that part but then mm-hmm. what's waiting for them outside the door is the doll maker and we get to see that in the preview pages as well and the doll maker was such a fun cool concept to write man um yeah, yeah just this this being that just god i don't i don't even know like just takes hazel's old victims and puts them into you know changes some of the porcelain dolls right here's here we're looking at the doll maker now mm-hmm. um pretty crazy looking this this is a crazy looking page you have the main character there being ripped apart by the doll maker to create a new creation out yep. of this person <laughs> <laughs> it's a little gruesome there but um that's how we start off issue three <laughs> yeah why not right <laughs> Yeah, and uh, very very cool because we because we it, and it picks it right up and it feels just mm-hmm. just like right right where you left off. Um, yeah, and, and again, that's that's middle. always the point of the books, right? Yeah, we we always want to pick pick right back up where we left off, just mm-hmm. because for us that makes the most sense to do it that way. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and then you guys have some new new stuff here that you guys haven't done in the in the past campaigns here, right? Yeah, um, of, uh, the blood foil. That's the big one. Yes, blood foil and the and the and the blood uh metal you guys yes. have. Yeah, dude. Um those things have been awesome to make. Like right. I, I absolutely love those. And Brian's designs, of course, you know, I'm a big fan of anything Brian does. Mm-hmm. Um, but those blood covers especially, I just think that of course they, they fit the theming so well. Yeah, you know, <laughs> everything just everything just kind of felt right on this campaign. And then of course, you know, we, we love our covers. Um, 
and we have four covers all together, not excluding the, the blood medals, right? right? Um, you know, Brian, and that this is awesome. The the house. And because we we talked about it and we wanted another like Grandma Chainsaw One feeling mm-hmm. cover where it looked like it could yeah. be a movie poster, right? And that's like it, it does, it feels like a movie. Yeah. Hundred percent. And when what's really cool about this here, with this image that we're looking at here, with the with the with the overhead uh, view and the over the over the top of the of the house with the trees coming in, it almost looks like a face, mm-hmm. like it's creating a face. Um, and you and I were talking on the back end a little bit. I was like, "Hey, I need the because there's a there's a, a Stephanie Mooney print right that that's, yep. that is a, that has been unlocked." Um, and I was looking at it. I was like, "Whoa, wait a minute! Did you did you like prompt?" either of these two people to to about to you know this this work this artwork right and you're like no no uh because what's what's crazy about it is stephanie mooney's print has the has a almost very similar thing where where Mm -hmm. it's the 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 house is center frame and then you got these these branches coming in and and it looks like there's a a face out that made out of the house and the branches just like you know brian did here and yeah Awesome, you didn't prompt right? either of them yeah. on that. No, I didn't. Yeah, and it, it turned out great. Yeah, it's so nuts. It's, yeah, it's so cool, nuts. but sometimes it's really cool seeing the hive mind mentality, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Jay Burns says, my favorite panel. I need a poster of this. Yeah, I think he's talking about the uh, part three page. <laughs> yeah, part had. three page. <laughs> yeah, so I thought that was really cool because sometimes when you have creators that on on the like they're kind of on the same wavelengths and they all know kind of where this is going to go and that's how you know that you probably found the perfect freaking team for this project which is really cool yep dude again okay so of course we always have to have a kit wallace cover this is a nasty cover too yeah crazy his his cover is always he actually did this cover that was his cover for grandma too uh, mm-hmm. But we had him do the manga cover, and then we used that one, this one for Grandma Three. Yeah, very cool. I think I think it works better with with Grandma Three because mm-hmm. that was the last time you get to see everyone alive. And, and, <laughs> and then all of these covers here, they kind of just they just they I don't know they just kind of fit together. It's mm-hmm. it's weird how it does. And then this one was one of my favorite. This is the this is the, the Kari uh, cover that you were talking about. It almost looks like Grandma's holding. A plate of dumplings but it's uh <laughs> yeah it's it's stuff full of uh disgusting treats right yeah disgusting um, body parts <laughs> yeah and then of course the uh the heart forming in the smoke that was oh, that yeah. was the cherry you know what that's the first time i actually seen that that's oh funny. really yeah i didn't i've i've looked at this campaign for how many months now mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> the uh, the heart is is the big selling point that is that, that is genius i freaking love that i love that and then yeah. Obviously, we got a Ruben Macho uh, cover here with the doll maker. Yep, very cool. And I, what I loved about this is um, with these covers, and, and again, you know, it was a, a, the creative decision for the story. I let all the artists work independently when they make their covers because I don't like to hold anyone back. But yeah. uh, we see a lot less chainsaw on these covers because it's like, all right, yeah. we get it. It's a grandma with a chainsaw. There's only one, right? Only, yeah, that's yeah. true. There's only one grandma <laughs> with a chainsaw on the cover. Yep. <laughs> and uh, i love it yeah it just looks really cool and here we go here's the little bit closer of the blood metal there of the yeah. blood, uh, god it looks artwork, so good the artwork we're going to use for that very very cool and then here's some preview comic pages there if you guys want to read the first uh what is that we got six pages here um yeah it's uh, i think it starts on page four i think this is like uh three through eight something like that mm-hmm. yep and then our part three 
And you got some really great looking affordable uh, uh, tiers here, reward tiers. <clears throat> yeah, talk I mean, a little bit about the tiers because you guys always do some really cool stuff, and and they're always really affordable. They're always like at that perfect price point. Yeah, so of course we we always want to build these campaigns for fans new and old, and we don't want to price anybody out. Uh, so like you know, for example, what you're about to see right here, twenty dollars physical catch up, you get the first three issues. That's pretty good. Yeah, you cut can... cut and dry. There it is. Yeah. You know, and, and you get all three PDFs as well. Um, cool. but yeah, yeah, and we like to always so try you to can't mix even it get up. that in the shop. You only get the the hard yeah. the <laughs> the floppy in the shop. Yeah. Um, so and that's the thing too that we we really like to do with this. We we always want to make sure people can kind of do an a la carte system where they build their own bundles. They yeah, build twenty five dollars yeah. for a PDF for nine PDF downloads. And so that is everything that we've done. That's Pocus one through five, Grandma one through three, and Horus and Hell number one. Now, is that going to include like um like back matter or like extras that you guys have done, like the um black and white? Yeah. So we we usually just link. We're we're pretty generous whenever we do digital library stuff. We usually just link like even our short stories. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. We we link those too. That's a grip, man. Like yeah. a lot. Oh, and thirty dollars for the blood foil. <sighs> when you were pricing out. these and you were telling me i was like oh man are you sure you want to put it you don't want to do it at 40 <laughs> yeah because and that's the thing too right like uh we, we always try to think you know what would what would a past backer think if they came into this mm -hmm. campaign and looked at it this way and they're like well i paid 30 dollars last time for a foil why are you charging me more right mm -hmm. so yeah i mean printing and cost does go up but we always try to take that into consideration when we're pricing mm -hmm. all this stuff yeah and 35 dollars for all covers Yep. Oh, look at them. Yep. And then our physical library here. 45 bucks for nine books. Yep. I don't even think you can do that in the, in the, in the <laughs> at all. Like you're giving this stuff away. Yeah. It's five, <laughs> pretty much $5 a book then at that point. And then, um, you know, so one thing that we've been really fortunate about is uh, we've had a lot of retailers uh, reach out that, that do want to carry our stuff, which is awesome. Um, so we always want to make sure that we have a bundle ready for them, ready to go. $50 for 15 books for retailers. That's really good. Yep. And then of course we, we offer each of the covers in a metal. Very cool. And there's that $65 blood metal. Mm -hmm. It's going to be beautiful. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. It is going to be beautiful. And then obviously hundred bucks pick two. I heart Hazel. Uh, and that's when you can just get a bunch of just stuff together. <laughs> And then you have $250 for mm. all covers, all medals, even the blood foil. Right. And then uh, the grandchild, of course, that's the that's the big tier. But one of the biggest, uh, and of course, you know, with add-ons, you can mix and match everything and then pick up any past <clears throat> issues of any of the stuff that you guys may have missed from previous <clears throat> campaigns. Um, but one of the things, too, that I wanted to talk about was <clears throat> another cool add-on that we did. And I didn't even know if I wanted to mention it, was that you get to be drawn into the book. Yeah. Okay. But that's already gone. It's so gone. that was, yeah, that was gone. That was gone day one. And how many of those did you guys do? You we did had do four. Four yeah. of them. Mm -hmm. Four of them. And you guys priced them at 50 bucks too, didn't you? Yeah, we did. So, so that like, usually those are those big, big tiers on other campaigns. Mm -hmm. They're like 250, $300. You straight up put them in there for 50 bucks. Yeah. Add on 50 bucks. Yeah. That's, that's pretty good. That's pretty cool because, um, I've always wanted to do those those tiers where where like I got drawn in the book, but they were mm -hmm. always way too expensive. Because you usually have to get like the big tier, right? Yeah. Uh huh. 
so i love that and then you guys did a really cool um mem- in memory of jason here mm-hmm. yep um at the end there so very cool very cool man i love this um okay where are we going with this story what are I we can't, doing? i can't tell you <laughs> so yeah we, we have one more issue left all right, man. That's and that's, that's, what, that's, that's what you need to know. Yeah. After gotta, reading this, there's still yeah. a lot that has to be that that I got to see. So, yep. are, is it going to be like extremely action packed? Issue four is. 100%. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Issue four is. Uh, it's it's the it's the last act of the movie, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna get some of our exposition out of the way. We're going to get our why behind the stuff that's happening. And then we just get to go crazy. That's awesome. Okay, let's talk. Let's let's shift gears here and let's talk a little bit about Roseblood Manor. You, uh, you wrote, yeah. We're gonna do an, a sexy NSFW book here. So if any of you uh, out there are uh, don't want to see anything that is let's it's it's tame, but it is still NSFW. So yep. just letting you guys know there. Um, tell us a little bit about, about Roseblood Manor. Uh, this is now this is the second issue that you've been on, but it's the third third issue, correct? This uh, you're you're close. It's the third issue I've been on, and it's the fourth issue. Of the okay, book. sorry. Yeah, I, I was on. Uh, yeah, uh, Will and I did a story for one and two. Okay. Uh, we we weren't on three, and then uh, Brian and I did a story for number four. Um, so what Roseblood Manor is? It's kind of like a uh, a Tales from the Crypt. Um anthology but all the stories and the frame narrative are overarching with everything so it's it's a cool fun read man and yeah. uh so obviously bad bug media always puts out something completely unexpected they put out great stuff uh yeah. and this one's helmed by uh scott wilkie john mcleod and chris jerome um cool. you know uh Chris is responsible for all the lore. John and Scott are there for editing and story purposes too. So everyone's working together on this and just making something so fun and unique. And I got tasked on this one and it was kind of one of those things. Like I thought of the story ahead of time and they liked it enough to just use it. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was the story for the main character, like our, our crypt keeper, uh, Evelyn Roseblood. So I get to kind of tell her origin story. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Mm -hmm. And this one we're here we're looking at is uh, Death in the Family by Scott Wilkie. Yeah, so this is the frame narrative. So this is the this is the story that will span from start to finish. Okay. Yep. Great. And then a performance to die for Travis yeah. Gibb, written by your friend no of mine, Travis Gibb. Yeah. I don't know who that is. Uh, yeah, never heard of him. Never, never heard of him. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else has, uh, but if you guys have, please let us know. Yep. <laughs> um. So uh, that's one that looks pretty cool. Yeah, uh, Travis. You know. Yeah, he he wrote uh, Travis wrote a lot of crazy stuff, man, uh, in his day. But this one's uh, this one's up there. Yeah, I'm just kidding. We we know we know who Travis is, and he's a good guy. Um, this this is a really great looking book. Um, looking uh, uh, story here. I love I love who who's the artist on this one. We got Mike Mora, uh, and then uh, I don't want to mess up. Go for it. Try it. Rosick. Uh, that sounds good. That's Yeah. Um. On Dave Dave Lentes. Uh, yeah, D- Davina, yes. Um, yeah, the, all these guys are banding together to make something super special, man. Very cool. And Runaway, uh, Brian Hawkins, love him. Brian uh, Hawkins is my dude. Yeah. So what's what's funny is is we all were joking about it too. Uh, Brian's story, like I, everyone else's story, is kind of like fun and crazy. Uh, uh-huh. Brian's is crazy, but it just really brings the room down. 
<laughs> because it's it's heavy, but it's what it's what was needed, right? Yeah, yeah. He, um, he's listen. Yeah, Brian Hawkins is is a really great horror writer, and he mm-hmm. really knows how to bring in like the human aspect to it. Yep. Like he really does. Like that's the one thing. And Joey, <laughs> I don't know if you notice this or not, but on those pages. Uh-huh. Um, you might see something familiar. It's the painting from the Wandering Man from issue I was, one. That I was wondering that, that yeah. looks familiar, and so does so does this uh, bookcase look? Yeah, it's all from, it's all from the Wandering Man. Oh, I yep. love it. Yeah, yeah. So Brian, okay. that was really cool. And then this one's uh, this one's mine and Brian's. This is All's Well That Ends in a Well. Oh, that's a that's an Allen title and a half. That's isn't a it? great title. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny as hell. I don't care what oh. you say. <laughs> you couldn't have thought anything yeah. up a little bit better than that one. Nope, it's too it's I'm too sorry. good. Um, so yeah, Just this me. follows. I give you a hard time. <laughs> yeah, Evelyn Roseblood tumbles into the source of the manor's powers. Yep. So very cool. And you guys did a little bit of a different kind of uh, uh, color scheme here, like color style. Yeah. So. Um, you know, Ruben, he is such a good and meticulous artist, right? Because like, um, you know, I get so used to working with Brian or or with Kit and I I send them something and I'm just like, Hey, have fun, you know, go at it. (laughs) Like I I try not to ever limit artists or unless there's like something really strong I feel about. Right. Uh, but with Ruben, I said, all right, man, here you go. Have fun. And Ruben was like, uh, no, what do you want? And I said, Oh, just do whatever. And he's like, no, (laughs) <laughs> what do you want? So so then uh, we we had to sit down and figure it out. And he said, okay, what time period does this take place in? Okay, mm. this is this. Yeah. And it's like, okay, cool. Ruben, so Ruben wanted to draw it with something that looked like it came from that time period and color it with flats. Just so it gives that vintage. That. Like when you it look does. at it, it looks vintage. It does. It feels, it feels yeah. different. It doesn't feel like you're in... Yeah, yeah. It, it totally does exactly what you think. It's like it gives you this out of place feeling. Yes. And it's 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 striking enough to to set itself also apart from everything else, too, because, yeah, the colors are flats, but it makes the characters that much more dynamic in the forefront. Mm-hmm. And thank yeah. you, Jay. I agree with that. <laughs> Jay says peak title. Where do you, where do you go from there? Alan? Nowhere. Um, I thought I thought Grandma Chainsaw was going to be it, but I just, that's it. <laughs> Yeah, you got one yeah. Pocus Hocus, Grandma Chainsaw. Yeah. Um, what else? Deacon Dan's famous chili. chili. <laughs> and then yeah, the, you're on a roll with these titles here, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then they have a blood uh blood cover too, a blood foil cover here too. Yeah. Um, so that was the idea for where we got them from because uh, you know, I, I helped you Mike ship some of his book. Well, I mean, I asked Mike <laughs> how they do and stuff like that, but yeah, man. Um it's just it's a cool idea and it fits with the concept, but uh, ours is less sexy than this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, less sexy. Yeah. Uh, and and they do have some really gorgeous looking sexy covers here, naughty versions and all this stuff. It's not a bad bug book if they're not naughty, right? <laughs> <laughs> they're here to party if it's naughty, dude. But <laughs> there you go. But yeah, man. Of course, and you know, Mike knows how to pick out covers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that, this is you a know, gorgeous looking cover here. Obviously, Mike runs a tight ship. He runs his business really well. But the I thing, that. The thing that he does the best is pick out these cover artists. Like, good yeah, on him. And, and he yeah. does like he does a really good job at finding the the uh, cover artists who can um, who can draw um, our hostess here mm-hmm. in different and like it's so many like every single co- I don't think there's one cover that that is alike 
right? Right. And especially the way they portray her. Obviously, there's there's things that you that that you know how you have to stick to the character, right? Mm-hmm. You can't. Uh, but what um like the way they're 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 kind of um bringing it bringing themselves out into it, and, and it's it is so cool to kind of see how how many different uh varieties and different ways that people can portray this uh this person here right um very very cool like like every cover it's so <laughs> cool like every cover is nuts to see yeah. the different the different takes on on what's her name on evelyn evelyn. Yeah, evelyn evelyn roseblood yeah yeah so cool and then and then alan here wearing his sexy t-shirt here his yeah, sexy torso yeah you caught me you know nice. yeah oh, there we go um, you guys all got to get you guys a gorgeous looking uh, ghost cat. T-shirt, and then, right? of course, shout out to Jay Hammond, who is doing some of the stretch goals for this. Very cool. So, Let's yep. do where, where are our stretch goals here? These right ones there. here. Yep. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Jay Hammond's such a cool. I, I love his art style. Yeah, it is. It is so cool. Like if you guys looking for some artists with a really cool art art style, that's, you know, different um, hit up Jay. Jay Hammond's really good. Mm-hmm. Very cool looking, uh, and then awesome. You guys got all the particulars here at the bottom. You guys want to see there? Uh, very cool, man. Uh, I love. I, lo- I always love these. These uh, l- anthologies are hard on Kickstarter, mm-hmm. one right? But this this anthology does really good all the time. And I think you guys now have this set in base, right? Yes. And then, and then now you guys are moving a little bit further than that. So how do you guys from, from going from the, the, having this, this set in base, how do you guys kind of, you know, expand from that? Um, I, I think that the, the expansion part is just supposed to be like a natural progression, right? Okay. I, I yeah. think you just keep making the stories and the books that you want to make. And then the, the audience will come, right? Because if you're doing, if you're taking care of your old readers, you're definitely going to find new readers in the process. So it's just keep, keep going. I think that's the, that's the biggest thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like like here's, here's a big tip with, with Kickstarter. Um, You know, your, your, your first one right out the gate (laughs) is probably going to fail. Right. Mm -hmm. Only because if, if you're not, and that's, if you're not doing anything right. If you're, going out there and pre-campaigning before the the kickstarter launches if you're going out there and building your base if you're going out there and and you know you know uh massaging the community mm-hmm. i guess that's the only way i could think of. yeah <laughs> like going out there igniting the the community and being a part of it and getting in there if you don't do those things before your campaign and you just kind of come out the gate and expect it just do what it is because you know the art is great you know that your team is awesome you know that you have some really great covers and 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 some you've paid for like 750 dollars for these big huge names on your covers right but you don't necessarily know that just because the names that these books are going to be great right so you have to go out there and do your work you have to go out there and make sure that you're you're out there and grinding all the time talk to us a little bit about how how that um why is that so important to go out there and grind before you you before anything even you even think about creating a page um because you need to gauge the response um and you also need to be a realist like um you know grandma three like joey we we talked about it and we Mm. already knew it wasn't going to do as well as the others Mm. and that's me being a realist right because 
here's the thing. We, we've not kept it a secret. People ask how many issues is this going to be? It's going to be four. So you have a lot of people who wait for the trade. Yeah. You know, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's why we were, we were smart with how we, uh, how we marketed it, how we priced everything because coming up, you know, once we get to issue four, that's when we get to go crazy. Cause it's the last issue. You know, we will have a trade on that campaign. We are going to have a special edition hardback. Like there's going to be a lot of stuff on there, but mm-hmm. we didn't want to throw everything at the wall on this and it fizzle out because also we're launching during October. Yeah. We're not the only horror comic launching right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it is what it is. So, so you, we just have to, you just got to take it on the chin. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um. So uh, I have a question because um, I have a theory but I also, uh, I also kind of want to be, you know, I want people to prove me wrong sometimes. And, and the reason why I'm saying this is because it, it, because if you have a horror book and we're talking about comic books here, if you're doing a comic book in, in October on Kickstarter, mm-hmm. um, do you, do you feel like it's, it's better to launch in October or do you feel like it's better to launch in, in, in November? And then dude, have your done your your book yeah. done by October thirty first, dude. I don't know, like because <laughs> here's the thing, man. You know, I could tell you one thing, but then I see people launch at a time when I wouldn't ever launch, and they kill it. You know, so it's <laughs> yeah. just it's just luck of the draw. Like, and I know that there is like a certain algorithm that people do try to follow mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, but man, at at this point, you know, I I think it has you got to trust your intuition, trust your gut. Right. Yeah. Launch yeah. whenever you feel ready. Launch whenever you feel comfortable. Yeah. I think, I think that's, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. That, that works. Right. Yeah. Um, but, but I, I, I here, here's my theory. Right. And, and I always kind of, and I think it's more like geared towards like a Christmas book. Right. Because if you're, you got a Christmas book, people want to launch in, in, in December and then you're not going to get that book out till the next year. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking you, if it's a Christmas book, you want people to open it up during Christmas. So launch at least one or two months before so that you're distributing your book. And so that people can put it underneath the Christmas tree for someone and they're opening your book on Christmas. It's a Christmas book yeah, and it only just feels natural. Yeah. So, so I would, I, maybe my theory isn't wrong. Maybe that one, it only pertains to Christmas books. Yeah, <laughs> but, You just don't know. Like I said, man, you just don't know. Like, yeah, Kickstarter is wild, but I, you know, what I will tell you though is like, if you do know some people that are seasoned, granted, take mm-hmm. take everyone's advice with a grain of salt because yeah. you know your product better than everybody else, right? Mm-hmm. You, it's yeah. it's kind of like asking someone for I don't know, it, I guess just advice on anything. You know, you, you still have your gut feeling, but mm-hmm. also be, be willing to listen to the people who've done this for a while. But yeah. also keep in mind, and I'm going to say like it's an oxymoron, like I'm talking in circles, but what works for them might not work for you. But it's always right. good to take in everyone's viewpoint and mold mm-hmm. your own out of it. Except for when, when you guys are hiring me, listen to me. though. So. Yeah. Okay. There we go. <laughs> no, no, you're absolutely right. Right. Cause uh, you know, I've had, I've had, I've had clients where, where we've, we've gone back and forth and talked about, Oh, should we relaunch there? Should we do it there now? are we are we going to lose a chance here you know i mean is it uh, we're not gaining speed with this this pre-launch campaign like we really wanted to so should we hold back right and and, and all those questions that come up like during that thing and and there's always people you know that have difference of opinions and so they give you a little bit of pushback 
and, and that's all good right but and, and just like you're saying you know you know follow your gut and all that stuff but also sometimes it's also good to fail so that you can learn from those mistakes and also so you can have those numbers of the things that actually worked right. because it's almost like market research right you put it out there you put yourself out there you campaigned and you now have these numbers um that that people purchase these different items and now you can use those things to kind of adjust and go back and fix your campaign and do something a little different and then you know watch those numbers and then and then tackle those numbers in a way that that you feel that could work for the next time around Mm -hmm. um how do you feel that you guys do you guys do a lot of the same kinds of things using your those things and adjusting and taking those numbers from past campaigns into consideration oh yeah definitely we i think it would be dumb not to right like because those those are the best results that you could possibly have yeah yeah like you know they're the most true but uh, you know again it's like you look at like did we launch at a bad time did we do this did we do that what didn't we do right Mm -hmm. you know so it's yeah there's just so much man yeah, it's crazy. Um, let's. I, I want to move, uh, switch gears here and talk a little bit about a, a small project that that I'm doing. It's not a small project. Uh, it's a huge project, <laughs> but it's uh really cool. It's called uh, Don't Push the Red Button, and um, this one's a, this one's a fun project because it's a one a 100 plus uh, page anthology. It's going to explore 11 different stories from over 30 professional comic book creators spanning multiple genres uh, of this. And it's called Don't Push the Red Button. And it, it it's about, uh, you know, the social dilemma or this dilemma, this this question of if you were uh, if somebody, you know, approached you and asked you to press a red button, you get a lot of money. But the one catch is somebody has to die. And it's not necessarily a stranger right would you still press that button uh alan would you press the button if that question was asked to you man Nah, man listen i'm still thinking of comebacks to stuff i heard in the third grade (laughs) so like something like this would haunt me yeah so so you would be the person who does not push the button no no push the button see it's hard because i don't want i don't want to be that person who uh who 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 pushes the button and then it's like somebody really close to me who dies yeah. or something, right? But we explore that here in in uh in Don't Push the Red Button. Uh this one was curated by Oscar Oscar Osario. He's from Lima, Peru. And what's really cool is is he thought about this while while he was having a conversation with his girlfriend and they were just kind of discussing the these kind of things and they were in a new relationship and you know you just kind of get to know people and you just have one of those little fun little conversations and they talked about if they pushed a button would they do it and how many different things and then he was writing a comic book in this at this point and he's like how cool would this be for a comic book idea Mm -hmm. and and he started seeing people do these anthologies and people like roseblood manor and and people like you know travis gibb and doing all these different anthologies that are really successful and that has all these really great names attached. So he put out the call and over 100 comic book creators uh, answered the call. And he had to sift through all of those creators just to get uh, 11 stories. Uh, but uh, really wild. And because because he's had all those you know submissions, there could be potential for a volume two and volume and continuous yeah. volumes for this, which is really cool because this is one of those stories that you can, you know, come up with any kind of, it's like a really cool prompt that you can come up with any story with. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really cool. And we kind of, 
uh, because I built your guys' campaign, we kind of kept stayed really close to kind of that simple, keep it simple, stupid kind of you know thing. We wanted to make sure that people can read uh, first few pages here, just like we wanted to make sure that everybody can read the first few pages of Grandma Chainsaw, so that you guys can you know if you want to, it shows that investment, right? We're investing in this book, we're investing in you guys, so we would love you guys to invest in us. And I feel like giving somebody the opportunity to do that to read this and kind of understand that we're serious about this yeah um kind of gives that idea of hey we're in this for the long haul so let's do this right um and when is this launching did you finally decide yet so we're 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 considering doing it on the 23rd of october so that's that's the launch date right now so make sure you guys if you guys are going out there and uh hitting that uh notify me on launch you just head on over to geekcollective.net slash red button uh and then uh you guys can click that and make sure you do that because this is Man, gorgeous. just launch it now you coward <laughs> i listen it's I, I i i'm not gonna launch it now because it's not completed yet and you're a coward <laughs> there's a couple things i need to finish on on this page here this page is there's uh i gotta fix the uh early bird tiers and yeah. make sure that they're all set up but as soon as those early bird tiers we're we're golden um but this has got a gorgeous uh cover from a main cover from francesca fantini uh, gorgeous cover art here um and then we got a cover from liana kangas um and there's we have some hollow foil covers and and uh black light activated glow in the dark cover here really really cool um and then here's some really gorgeous looking interior pages here um this one is from oscar sorry the curator the curator wrote the first uh five six uh, i think he's gonna do the first eight pages of the story it's gonna have the overarching thing kind of idea like you guys were talking about mm-hmm. as well and um so he's gonna take that task on and 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 write that portion of it and this is the first eight pages uh of the story here uh we have six of them here so you guys can see this uh, the interior art is done by Francesca Fantini as well. Gorgeous. If you guys haven't seen her stuff, oh man, it's so freaking cool looking. Um, really cool stuff here. Um, so there's all kinds of really good, good looking stuff here with us. We we got some really affordable tiers, early birds. You guys can grab a bunch of really good stuff. Um, same. We kind of went with the same idea that Grandma Chainsaw. Keep it really simple, really mm-hmm. affordable. You got thirty five dollars uh for 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 cover uh a you get thirty dollars thirty five dollars for the cover b 40 for 45 for the hollow foil variant you get both covers for 50 but 55 bucks mm-hmm. and then um and then there you got 120 dollars um uh retail tier and you can also be drawn into this one as well for 120 bucks as well and then you got get all items for 150 okay. um and then here we go you can also read through all the log lines and all of the all of the different people here. We have a team. We got Travis Gibb and his team that that are going to be writing up a story here. We have a story from David Stahl, Mario Candelaria, and his team. Um, Marcus Onasso, who did um, who did some really good stuff out there as well. Matt Mortal is going to be on this one. Um, really great looking uh, pe- uh, uh, story here on this book. So. Make sure you guys. This one is not live yet. It is up for four. Oh, Joey, you're muted. You're still muted. Okay, I'll take over for Joey. Um, he needs to launch his book because he's a coward. Um, 
and it, it is a good book though oh joey you're still muted bless his heart I don't, I don't know if i'm muted or if joey's muted is anyone even watching this right now to tell us who it is i know <laughs> I think he's realizing it. But for everyone listening, yeah, make sure you follow the red button. Uh, you know, back Grandma Chainsaw if you if you can. Um, if you're into uh, wild, fun, crazy horror stories, and I lost course, connection, you know, man. I hey, there you nothing. go. Hey, I got it. I can hear you now, Joey. <laughs> what happened? I don't know. You you're probably one of your kids. One of your twenty kids ran up and tripped something. I don't know what happened, man. It's okay. Just unplug your headphones. That's it. I'll just come through your speakers. <gasps> it's just me now. All right, guys. This is a takeover. Again, back grandma chainsaw, back rose blood manor. Follow along with uh don't push the red button, just so that way you can you can be there and be in the room. That was weird. My my whole the whole thing stopped. Like my whole uh yeah. freaking internet stopped. It was weird. Sorry. That's all right. That's all right. I took care of it. I told everyone to back Grandma Chainsaw. We're good. Thank you. That's exactly what I was saying. Grandma Chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> and don't push the red button. Yep. Thank you. I appreciate you for being uh, professional. Well, <laughs> and taking I mean, over for me, man. Yeah, no, but for real, uh, you know, all the titles that you've seen here tonight, like I said, Grandma Chainsaw, Roseblood Manor 4, and follow along with uh, Don't Push the Red Button. So whenever very they cool. decide to finally launch that, you guys can be in the know. That'll that'll come up very very soon. As soon as I'm done, we'll we'll, we'll launch it. Uh, but yep. yeah, check it out, um, Alan. I appreciate you for hanging out with me. We're gonna we're just a few minutes here uh, from the uh, from the end of the hour. But um, what's what's next for you guys, man? What's what's coming up next after Grandma Chainsaw? Uh, so you know we're doing Grandma Three, then we're doing Grandma Four, um, and then it's looking like Horus Two, and then Pocus Six. Very very cool, man. Yep, I'm super excited about that. Um. Man, you guys got got to check out all of these really cool stuff. Um, Alan, we're gonna get out of here because I know you need to get up really early. I yes, can't Monday morning already. for work. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, make sure you guys are all checking out all these really cool Kickstarters. If you are not on Kickstarter, uh, go sign up because it's it's such a cool place. You can find all kinds of really fun stuff there. Um, if you guys like like, like there's so many really cool comic book stories that you can find on kickstarter uh, and there's something for everybody it's like i always say this alan i know you you're probably tired of me saying it but i, I say kickstarter is like is like a really cool cool curated shelf of a comic shop like yep. like that's that's the way i can explain it so if you want to rummage through the kickstarter shelf uh sign up for kickstarter and, and check it out and see what there there's always something there for everybody okay yeah 100 i agree with that you know just and again kickstarter always offers a unique experience that you can't get into a comic shop as well so yeah totally and there's always some really fun stuff yep. there. um alan let everybody know where they can find you on social media yeah you can find us obviously uh follow us on kickstarter i think that's one of the biggest things and sometimes people might you know overlook that but that's the best way to get notified on our projects because you get an email directly sent to you whenever we're going uh you can follow me on twitter at chaps of fury and our newsletter uh just tophatstudios.substack.com very cool uh thank you guys for watching us uh you guys can follow us at uh underscore geek collective.net or underscore geek collective on x twitter whatever you want to call it um you can find me at joey galvis 1984 all all over all of all the places 
uh and then uh just follow us on kickstarter as well um just and then Substack as well. It's thegeekcollective.substack.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just put out a really cool press release about uh, don't push the red button. We talked a little bit about what what's inside these tiers and what's going to be coming. So check that out. We're going to be. I don't. I don't think I told you, Alan, but once a month I'm going to be doing a Kickstarter pull list. So I'm going to be okay. one month prior to me writing this blog i'm going to be asking people for some links and and talking about their books and i might pick one person to kind of interview and talk to them about that book and i'm going to write something up on on uh, substack to talk about these books and stuff like that and drop links and all that stuff so that people can check these things out and so it's another place so you can find uh, some really cool comic books for you guys to check it out so make sure you guys are following us on substack to 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 see when that drops every month so um, so check us out there uh, and all the good places. Uh, Alan, let's uh, let's get the heck out of here and go to sleep. How do you, yeah, how it's good night, night. Yeah, it's <laughs> 11 o'clock. I'm ready to go to bed. <laughs> all right, let's go to bed. We'll see all you guys right. later. Bye. Night, everybody. <laughs>